So the Supreme Court, what an easy decision. I mean, it's just, you know how you know? What would the Democrats do? It's that simple. Ban cars, that's gas cars in California. They're banned by Governor Dicta. Just signature, no more gas cars. It's hilarious, this guy's over there. And uh, the Warner Gay debate offered some cool gems. We'll share that with you next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, radio, as the founding fathers intended, actually now more than ever, the Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely day. Be safe driving. I've saw more traffic coming in here today than I've seen in I don't know how long. It's almost as if the world is back. I mean, there's so many cars. It's unbelievable. Really? Yes. How about that? Of course, I wish I had one to drive, but hey. <laughs> that's another that's another family story entirely yeah. that we will not uh, share with you. Or will we? No. Okay. We'll keep that to ourselves. I don't like crying on here. I know. I don't want you to cry. It's sad. All right. Coming up at 5, um, Trump is in Virginia, and the COVID police are livid. It's a germ spreader. In fact, uh, uh, what's his name? Um Terry McAuliffe sent an email out saying, oh, it's terrible that he would do such a thing. We'll talk about that at five. And mail-in, and a mail-in ballots were found in the trash can of Pennsylvania. They were all Trump votes, by the way. We'll just, about, just about. Just we'll about. I think two. two to, really? I thought they were all Trump voters. Anyway, um, we'll, uh, we'll share that with you uh, coming up at five. Also, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Dot com. There's our live button, and you can uh, you can check us out there. Actually, two uh, percent of what they found hadn't been opened yet, so they're not sure whose votes they have are been trashed. But the, but they've been the trashed. Rest, the rest were all Trump. But they've been trashed. That's oh, very yeah, interesting, isn't it? I feel incredibly calm. I can't wait for a mail-in ballot. That's insane. Who would we know? If, would you say before the show started if it's not broke? Don't fix it. What exactly? What was wrong? We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> what was wrong? You know, we've been doing this for a while, and why? Why do we have to mail everything you, now? You know the Virginia Democrats who have changed that. The Virginia Democrats are the one who removed the witness signature from the ballot this year. They removed voter ID laws. They removed every single thing that made the system work good. I wonder why Democrats do that. Why do Democrats mess with things that work well? I thought they left the uh, witness signature on there. No, rejected, out of there. It's COVID. You can't have someone sign, see that you sign it. Well, you could, you know, leave it laying there and walk six feet away. No. Oh, come you on. You have to wear a mask. So if you're wearing a mask, how do you know who's really signing? I've had people come up to me in a store and say, hey, man, how you been? They got a mask on. I don't know who they are. What do you do? Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Run away quiet, crying like a little girl. All right, we're up and running. Drop us an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com, patriots at theleebrothers.com. You know, the election isn't just Trump and Biden. In Virginia, you've got a Senate race between the current sitting, lovable Mark Warner 
and, the tuna melt specialist. And uh, Daniel Gay, the tuna melt specialist. That, that right there is a reason to, to Vote kick. him out of office. <laughs> exactly. That, that is sandwich the most, looked deadly. It's the most it disgusting, disgusting thing. disgusting. It was disgusting is, is an understatement. The only way I would have eaten it if they held me down and shoved it down my throat. You know, Mark Warner's a weird guy anyway. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a kind of a goofball. But just right before we get to the debate between Gade and Warner on Wednesday night, we got some clips we'll share with you. I want to remind you on who Mark Warner is. Here's a clip just a couple years, actually about a year ago, talking about capitalism. And it's not good. It must We must have some changes to capitalism after he made his millions. In fact, here's the clip. You be the judge. Uh, I think we ought to realize that the economy that we grew up in. How about that start? I think we have to realize the economy we grew up in. I love that. You know where he's going. Is no longer fair. I made my millions, but the economy that we grew up in, that's not fair anymore. He continues. Isn't going to take place in 2017, 18, 19. You know, I, I was blessed to do really well uh, in business. Uh, I believe in the free enterprise system. But I don't believe modern American capitalism is working for enough people. And we need to shake things up. The last statement, I don't believe modern capitalism works for enough people. We need to shake it up. System. But I don't believe modern American capitalism is working for enough people. And we need to shake things up. I wonder what that means. Modern American capitalism. If it's modern and it's American, then that should mean right. today. And we need to shake it up? What, what, what does that mean, Mark Warner? What, what Paul, no, by the way, anytime you hear someone who lives in a far-off land surrounded by a beltway who thinks he's a king say, we need to shake it up, it's not going to be in your serf and peasant's advantage. <laughs> Just trust me on that. It's not. Mark Warner is a big-time liberal. He thinks capitalism is wrong. He actually thinks tax cuts are the government's money, not yours. Here's Mark Warner saying we need to return Bush's tax cuts to the government, not you. We've got to return. We only have to return half of that. We just got to return somewhere between $1.2 trillion and $2, and $2 trillion. Oh, just that amount. No, That's no biggie. Return that to who? Not you. The government. Not you, the little taxpayer. You don't know how to spend it. But we need to return tax dollars to the government what Mark Warner runs. So there's Mark Warner for you. He's a liberal, big-time liberal. Of course, that wasn't really pointed out very well by Gade in the debate last night. So here's Warner's opening comments at the debate, and he sounds so wonderful. But right now, we know that what we've got to do is save lives and get the economy started again. And that means dealing with the coronavirus. And that will require following the science but the truth is, even before the pandemic, our economy was changing. We need leaders who understand that every Virginian ought to have a fair shot in our tech-driven economy. So we don't. And do that's that. been my focus my entire career. It's been the honor of my life to serve Virginia. I hope it's over. And I hope to earn <laughs> your vote again. Thank you. It's it's funny how Democrats make it sound like there's no hope for anyone. And it's been my goal my entire life to give people hope. That is such garbage. Don't you like the way he says, save lives? Yeah. People in the audience are going, yeah, that sounds like a good thing. 
And yeah. who wouldn't economy. Right? Oh, it's uh, not bad. That's a, that's, a, that's, yeah, a good right. that's a good thing. You know, Trump fixed the economy. He did. He absolutely did and did a great job doing it. Then here's Warner. Oh, no, we have. Okay. In 60 seconds, we'll share with you what Warner said on race. Race. Oh, it's going to make you sick. Of course, it's Mark Warner. Huge leftist. That in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Ever heard this sound bite? Between Senator Mark Warner and Daniel Gade, uh, which, by the way, um, Daniel did a, a great job. Uh, Daniel Gade is a he's lost a leg in war and he's a is a real um, American hero uh, and, and did a good job. Uh, but the normal questions were asked and answered. And here's here's Mark Warner dealing with the race question, which I love how Mark Warner jumps right on the liberal bandwagon with this. But here he is. I'm talking about race, racial justice and policing. The idea of systemic racism is the concept that our systems of government, businesses and justice were built to favor people who are white. Do you believe that systemic racism exists? And if so, uh, Senator Warner, what should the government do about it? Senator Warner, you get the first one minute answer. I can't wait to hear what he says. I think the history of race in our country has been challenging. Really? I love that one. The history of race in our country has been challenging. But then he says this. And so for 400 years ago, the first enslaved people were landed at Port Comfort right here in Virginia. He's excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just say, let me tell you how to make a, a tuna melt sandwich. That would have been a better answer than this one. So do I think systemic racism exists? Oh, sure you do. I do. Black Lives Matter. And I do think it's time that we put in place major criminal justice reforms. So we have a politician who thinks there's systematic racism and Black Lives Matter. What is the policy that comes from that? Be very fearful of a guy who thinks systematic racism everywhere. The country's racism and it's systematic. That's what makes me sick about this. It's such fear-mongering against our country. It really is. Two years ago, you never heard the word systematic. It's one of those new words. Right. Well, you heard it only in certain places that had nothing to do with race. Now it's Incredibly systematic. Incredibly rare. Right. And they've reeled it in. Now, he did get asked a question about Ralph Northam's blackface. You think Ralph Northam has redeemed himself? Senator Warner, you first. You called for Governor Ralph Northam to resign after a blackface photo from a yearbook surfaced in early 2019, saying the governor lost the trust of Virginians. He did not resign. Did he ever regain your trust, Senator? It's an interesting question, isn't it? Is that an interesting he's, question? He's going to say yes. Yeah, that's exactly he what he says. He has to say yes. But Warner trashed Ralph Northam for blackface. Now he's his buddy? Let's see how Warner answers. Listen, I was very disappointed with the governor um, when that story broke out. I think, frankly, the- Isn't that funny? I was disappointed when the story broke out. I wasn't disappointed with what the governor did. I was disappointed when that yeah. story broke out. I'm not disappointed with his beliefs <laughs> and uh, what he does on weekends is his business. So. Right. And the pointy white hat, that's completely. <laughs> he loaned it to me one Halloween. <laughs> I'm disappointed with the governor when that story broke. Oh, come on. Governor reacted too quickly. I do think he has regained in terms sure. of um, ex- accepting responsibility. He now says uh, that... Um, he was not in the picture, and I think he has worked extraordinarily hard to regain the trust of the people of Virginia. Hmm. 
So he now says he's, he was not in the picture. What happened when the picture first broke? Uh, <laughs> right. That could be me. Could be. Could yeah. be me on any given weekend. But now he says, no, that's not one of my weekend shots. Now, you and I thought it was ridiculous anyway. I mean, it's stupid. Something you do in college, you shouldn't have been held account for that. But the idea that he somehow regained the trust of the radical left is absurd. I mean, once you do that, you have to do something for recompense. I, I don't I, – I, it's – Ralph um, – or Warner is a bit of a – a bit of a uh, – uh, what's he doing here with this? A bit of a – how should we word this? Opportunist now. Oh, it's just – Opportunist. Yeah. Trying to make Ralph – wreck it Ralph a victim. And then there's the uh, – the race questions about riots that Gilchrist, um, the interesting thing is Aaron Gilchrist, who is in our station here in Richmond, was uh, asking one of the questions. Here's the question he asked Daniel Gade, and just listen to the drip of this question. Uh, Dr. Gade, in a recent campaign video, you decried what you've called violent left-wing extremists who are, in your words, destroying American cities. Uh, you've criticized Senator Warner and other leaders. Hang on a second. She love how I start saying You've decried, in your words, you said th- as if it's in not your true. Words. If it's not true. You know, he's making it sound like you said these things in your words. Not anyone really believes that. Of course everyone knows it's left-wing activism and terrorists. American cities, uh, you've criticized Senator Warner and other leaders for caving to a woke mob. Uh, certainly there's been some violence in protests across the country, but there is now a massive movement across this nation that is calling for racial justice. What would you do to address those concerns around race, racial justice? This question's annoying. Isn't it? I mean, how would you answer that question? I mean, the, the idea, first of all, is that the riots are so minute, and there's just no one really doing it. There's just people who want racial justice. And they want to, you know, too many buildings. They want to burn some down. <laughs> too many windows to break. Really? Too, much, too much spray too paint much in the can. Too much opportunity. For violence. Too, mu- too many you know? opportunities to throw uh, bombs and, at the police and try to hit them in the back of the head with baseball bats. It's just, don't you understand the desire there to be part of something larger than oneself? <laughs> 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 I, I, uh, I puke when I hear Gilchrist talk as if it doesn't really happen. In your words, Daniel Gade, you say there's terrorists and rioters burning things down. But don't you think it's really a call for racial justice? No. I no. think it's criminals exactly who enjoy doing their criminal thing who need to be either arrested or gunned down in the street where they are. That's really the, uh, the thing that frustrates me is how this is missed by the press. Yeah, people are dying. Yeah. About every day. Buildings From riots. are burning down. People are losing the virus. their entire livelihood forever they're burning them down you know if if they their business gets burned down and the insurance company steps up and says don't worry john business owner just lost everything we're going to take care of it but not until this crap is over with because they're not burning it down a second time and a lot of businesses are sitting there they've got no income right employees have no jobs and they can't rebuild because these dirt bags are allowed to walk the streets every night, every day. Daniel Gage should have crushed Warner 
and Gilchrist on this. They should have just destroyed them on it. Then it went on to the virus. Oh, here we go. The virus. Oh, the virus. It's so bad. Listen to what Mark Warner said about the virus. This is going to make you sick. The U.S. sitting senator, here it is. 200,000 Americans are dead. The president has misled the American public in terms of the seriousness of the virus. He did? My opponent, it's, fairly, it's all recorded, called wearing mask tyranny, says coronavirus was very little more than the flu. He praised the president for his leadership. I think the only way we're going to get our economy reopened, and I'd point out the president even selected me, one of the few Democrats, to be on his economy reopening task force because he knew I brought that kind of business experience. Whatever. But the only way we're going to get the economy reopened... Listen to this. Is Hang if, on a second. The only way we're going to get the economy opened is just freaking open it. You don't, you, you don't wear masks to close down. You don't, you don't quarantine the healthy. You don't destroy economies. You quarantine the sick. And Mark Warner's saying, how are we going to get the economy going again? Listen to his answer here. But the only way we're going to get the economy reopened is if we follow the science, follow Dr. Fauci. Uh, and, if, and I actually believe wearing this mask is a sign of respect for the people I come in contact with. And yes, that is the way we've practiced as I've been out campaigning, following the science. He's such a noble virtue, just oozes out of his pores, doesn't it? He's virtue signaling. I'm more righteous than Daniel Gate is with the mask. Or anyone else on the planet. I'm just, I'm, I've got this whole thing figured out. Trump killed 200,000 people. It didn't have to be this way, he says. Single-handedly. It didn't have to be this way if only Trump would care more. Warner, Biden, every leftist Democrat would have done nothing different than what Trump did. Nothing. Probably a lot less. What I find amazing is I'm trying to shut down the country because of a virus, which is wrong and has proved itself wrong. In 60 seconds, we'll give you another clip that'll blow your mind on the virus about Latinos. That is next. LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Pray. Pray. We pray in this country? Thank God tomorrow, Franklin Gramwell on the wall in Washington, or the ball in Washington, D.C. All right, so question at the uh, debate between Gade and Warner on Wednesday night. This one is about the virus. Listen to the way this question is asked to Daniel Gade. Dr. Gate, uh, data from the Virginia Department of Health uh, shows that Latinos represent more than 30% of coronavirus cases in the state when they only account for 10% of the population, about 10% of the population, rather. The percentage is even higher in places like Fairfax County. What do you think is necessary to stop the spread of this virus in the Latino community and what kind of commitment you would make today in order to help the Hispanic population be safe from COVID-19. This makes me sick. Why just the Hispanic population? Why not just everybody? It's unbelievable how we we bring a, a, an identity group out. We say, oh, they're impacted higher. It must be because, Daniel Gade, why is that? Is it because we're a racist society? They want Latinos to catch the racist virus? I would have injected this so fast. I would have said, why do you think it is? Exactly right. I would have said the same thing. I would have said, well... Why don't you tell me how you think we should proceed with the Hispanic community? Right. And you he'd think... probably say, uh, some liberal gave me these questions. And yeah, right. I have no idea. You, so really, the Latinos are impacted on a much more higher level because of Daniel Gates' whiteness? Because Virginia's racist? I mean, what is it? 
I mean, I, I, by the way, the, the way to dig through that stat and find that information, I'm just so impressed. Why don't you break it down further? Is there any bald, fat, white people getting the virus more than there is otherwise? I mean, how do we break this thing down like this to make it look like a Virginia's evil or America's evil? It's insane. It's so Every, tired of everything's this. Everything's evil. All no. the positiveness in this country is evil. Good point. All right, coming up, the Supreme Court. Uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, a battle, but a uh, one that should be fought. We'll explain more in just about four minutes. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Just after 434, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. You almost sit- choked there, didn't you? Sitting to my left. Sometimes as far left. Is Richard Lee. All right, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Send us an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com. Thank you for the comments on our Facebook Live, for those who are listening. And thank you for checking us out on our uh, podcast stitcher at theleebrothers.com. All right, so somehow the Supreme Court decision is a hard one. And it's, it's really not hard. And this is not even close to being complicated. All you have to do is ask, if the Democrats were in the same position as Republicans, what would happen? It is not up for debate or even question. There is no doubt a Democratic president with a Democratic Senate in the same position the Republicans are in would submit a nominee and approve them through the Senate. Why, why is that so hard to figure out? I just don't understand There's why the perfect nominee out there. Perfect. We'll all learn the name tomorrow, but we pretty much know. But there's a perfect nominee out there. Biden won't even release. I mean, he won't even hand over his release. release. Thank Thank you. you. You're welcome. You know, strokes mess you up. Biden won't even release his list of names. So he's got no room to talk. He really doesn't. Well, even even And, and Trump's got the perfect person. Yeah, this this Amy Coney Barrett is going to be the nominee. I mean, oh, she's going to, yeah, th- that's going to come out tomorrow. Shouldn't be a shock. She's an amazing, uh, strict constitutionalist. Um, forget conservative. Forget liberal. I don't even care. I, I would like a liberal constitutionalist. I wouldn't care as long as they're a constitutionalist. Exactly. Exactly right. So, so we find ourselves in a in a in a big argument about this. When if the left was honest. And by the way, I'd be all in favor. If it was a Democrat president and a Democrat Senate, why would they not fulfill the duty? Of course they would. The question here that the Republicans shouldn't do it because it's an election is garbage. Here's what Warner said in the debate with Gade on Wednesday night about it. And I think particularly now, when Virginians are already voting, we ought to wait and let Americans decide. Let them have their votes counted. They did. That's why Trump won, and the Senate is in Republican hands as early as 2018. And you don't vote for the Supreme Court. You don't vote for a justice. You, you, you do in the sense, you do in the sense when you go to the voting. In 2016, there were people who voted for Trump because they knew he would have picks in the Supreme Court. Exactly, exactly. That, why shouldn't that be upheld now, Mark but, Warner? But none of the picks are listed to where you say, well, I prefer oh, this one first, that one right. second, but this one third. You still vote depending on, on who they would pick as a Supreme Court justice. Not so really. for Mark Warner to say, <laughs> nice, <laughs> of course, 
I just vote because I have the right to vote, and I know you like who I'm just voting hair. for. And you like just hair. Yeah, his hair is nice. It's real. Yeah. For Mark Warner to suggest that they wouldn't do it because of the righteousness of being so close to an election is such garbage. He's ridiculous. Anyway, Warner goes on. Americans decide. Let them have their votes counted before we decide who becomes the next Supreme Court but, justice. But see, we... I, okay, I can't <clears> make this. He is saying, essentially, that they want a left-wing justice. Of course he justice. is. And that's, that's, that's what he's saying. That's Let what he wants. Let us have this left-wing justice. Right. When, when the people already voted for Trump in the, in the U.S. Senate, they've already voted that. Why, Mark Warner, why can't they have their way? They already voted. Why can't people who voted for Trump in this Republican Senate have the choice now? Why all of a sudden you want that stopped? Because we're close to an election? Well, that's not what anyone voted for. The president isn't only the president for three years and a half, and then if a Supreme Court justice dies, he can't pick a new one? That's insane. Why don't we just, I don't know, set up where we vote for the Supreme Court justice. I mean, the Democrats have already got voter fraud down pat. So people go out and vote for the Supreme Court justice. The Democrats manipulate the vote. And bingo, they get who they want. I don't know that I follow you at all. What are you saying? People should be able to vote directly for a Supreme Court justice? Why not? Because it's not that's how, what the, the, Cons- not how the Constitution works. But that's what the, You're right. That's not what the Democrats, that's what the Democrats want. They want an election so that they can have Biden and then pick the. But they, they shouldn't get their way on this. And this by the way, we wouldn't get our way if we were Republicans wanted them to stop. The only reason it stopped last time is because there was a Republican Senate and a Democratic president. And when that happens, of course you expect gridlock. Anyway, Warner continues. Because the next Supreme Court justice is going to deal with incredibly important things. Oh, okay. Here's like what, what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. You must wait for the election because the Supreme Court justice is going to deal with important things. No, that's not what the you don't base it. You don't base it on that. You don't go time out. Is this Supreme Court going to vote on important things or non-important things? If it's not important, then we can have the vote now. If it's important, we should wait. That's not how it works. And, and if, you're a if, U.S. senator. If they follow the Constitution, they, they exactly. I mean, what difference does it make? Right. It doesn't make any difference. No. One of the first issues the court will take up, actually two weeks after the election, is the viability of the Amer- Affordable Care Act, something my opponent has criticized me for uh, throughout his whole campaign. I think the ACA needs to stay in place. You know what's interesting about the last view of the Supreme Court is that statement right there. Mark Warner thinks the Supreme Court would overturn Obamacare. Now, why would it do that? It would do that if it was unconstitutional. He's the reason we have Obamacare. He is the reason. Exactly right. But what's what's interesting is the less view of the court. If the court strikes down the provision because it's unconstitutional, you are a legislator. The legislative branch is equal to the judicial branch. All they have to do is go back and rewrite the law. Why should it stay intact? If the judges say it's not unconstitutional, why should they? Mark Warner actually believes that the court should make the decision on that. That's not true. Legislator has as much decision as anything, which, which really brings us down to the difference between the views of the court. The left actually thinks the court shouldn't just interpret law but make it. The, the, the Republicans or the conservatives or the constitutionalists believe that it ought to be constitutional, 
not to find laws or to, to remake them. Now, to the left, it shouldn't be a threat. I mean, seriously, the Supreme Court shouldn't be a threat if it's a constitutional court. Right. The Republicans have a problem with the court because it makes law. And it should not. And it shouldn't do that. In fact, we should both embrace, both sides of the party should embrace a court that follows the Constitution. And then let the legislation fit that. It's, it's really interesting to listen to how a constitutional court scares the left. It doesn't scare conservatives at all. The Constitution scares the left. That, well, that's true. It's in the way, don't you see? Absolutely. It's scrap paper to them. You find your way on a college campus, and that's what happened this week. One of the, uh, I think it was campus reform, went out to a university and asked the college students, what do you think of Trump's pick? Now, Trump hasn't picked anyone yet, <laughs> which makes this even funnier. All right, so Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away the other day, obviously leaving a vacancy on the Supreme Court. So Trump actually has just announced who he's going to choose as a replacement. What's your initial reaction to his pick? It's scary. It's really scary. Like, it's scary and like, definitely unsettling, especially as a woman, to hear that. Especially as a woman. I'm scared. Who is it? I don't know, but I'm scared as a woman, especially as a woman. Especially. The thing we need right now is Trump basically ramming through someone who's Given his record, is probably going to be an unqualified hack who will just do whatever he says. I love the ramming part. How is it ramming? The Constitution specifically lays out what he can do, and he does it, and that's ramming it through? It's really weird how the left these things. Trump can't say this is the next Supreme Court justice because I'm going to ram her through. I mean, <laughs> exactly. that's not how it works. The Senate's involved here, sir. Yeah. It's not like that Trump's on his own as a dictator. The Senate actually mentioned the fact. He still hasn't chosen anyone as these people <laughs> exactly. answer these questions. <laughs> no one knows who it is. Gary, they should announce at the end what schools they went to because you would want to get your child out of there. So this guy being chosen then, you know, in many ways, not, not a good thing. I don't know that much about the guy, but I would say that <laughs> yeah, we don't either. The, the trend for Republican <laughs> voters to, to vote based on their their desire to overturn Roe versus Wade, I think that that is most likely what's going to happen, and that is what's scary. You know what's what's interesting about that? Even if Roe v. Wade was overturned, you think the states wouldn't allow abortion? Of course they would. Plenty of states would. Some wouldn't. Some would. I bet you this interview guy said, look, if they reverse Roe versus Wade, that just means the husband gets the dog next. And the, the wife has to give him. They they don't even know what it means. Oh, they good. have That's no probably idea. A, well, they actually think there's a real pick here. They hadn't picked yet. So you're right. Severely doubt that this person would be a good replacement. I think Trump is racist in the first place. So I don't think he's really having any regards for the issue in general. I did have like. So that's interesting. What issue in general? Well, yeah. What what if Trump was a racist? Let's just say let's let's take your point. Hypothetically, Trump, Trump's a racist. So he appoints. Let's say he appoints a racist. They get behind closed doors and go, are you a racist? He goes, yes, good. You're Supreme Court justice. What would a racist Supreme Court justice, how would he take the Constitution and make it race? What, what would he do? Nothing. Would he, would Absolutely he, nothing because he can't. Exactly. Would he take a law and go, hey, I'm a racist, so let's try to make this law into a – it's the most absurd. It's so absurd. Which, by the way, Trump's not a racist. That's even – that's an entire other point. But anyway. 
the person he chose this morning is going to continue that legacy of, of upholding the racism. Yes. I think what the U.S. needs the least right now is someone really high in power to have um, a lot of control over human rights issues and have wow. the ability to take. I didn't know the Supreme Court was that powerful. That's incredible. Human rights issues. Oh. Somebody high and mighty. Unbelievable. Wow. That's what the left thinks of judges. More on this clip in 60 seconds. And the California governor signs an executive order to ban gas-powered cars and trucks. All that in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Where do you... So the uh, Trump hasn't picked anyone for the Supreme Court yet, but it does look like it's going to be Barrett, and she is going to be an amazing choice. And she's a woman of great faith, which is even better because it scares the left out of their mind that someone who believes there's a God and we're accountable to him and all that. It's just even better, even more in the eye of the left. A Christian woman. Oh, no. Um, dare them. But, but these college students have no clue. They don't know that Trump didn't pick anyone, but they hate the choice. They don't know whether he picked anything, anyone or not. They don't. They have no idea. But they hate. Here's the rest of the clip. The U.S. needs the least right now is someone really high in power to have um, a lot of control over human rights issues and have the ability to take basic rights away from minorities. People. How a Supreme Court judge to take basic rights away. But these people are ignorant. And by the way, most of the left is on the Supreme Court. They're not going to take basic human rights away. They don't are get they together are, and say, "I got to let's rule on something. You know, they don't do that. Are they appointing a super Supreme Court justice, the one that rides over everyone? And case shoots down their choices and say, I say? Not a dictator. It doesn't make any sense. There are three branches of government that are supposed to be equal in power. Jefferson actually talked about the judiciary making laws and how fearful that would be, but then he went quickly referenced that the legislator is as equally powerful as the judiciary, and he actually said the judiciary isn't going to decide what's constitutional. Actually, the legislature does as much as the judiciary, which is really interesting. Yeah, look, look up what Jefferson and John Adams and others said about the Supreme Court. By the way, that was a very uh, difficult time. John Adams even packed the court with Federalists at that time. Um, it was, it was it's, it's interesting uh, history. Anyway, back to these, speaking of history, these college students who know nothing about it. Of color. In a sense, like, there are people already on the court that, you know, some people would argue are sexist, are racist, but it is very scary what? for sure because I've been seeing a lot, like, the, on social media, people have been saying, like, ladies, like, stock up on birth control, like, all these things that, you know, like. Stock up on birth control. Well, if, if you need to, maybe you should <laughs> because the government should not be paying for your birth control. Uh, we should not be buying your birth control, so stock up, ladies. What else do you need to stock up on? It's interesting that she says if the Supreme Court is a constitutional Republican court, as some say, that she has to stock up on birth control? What is the Supreme Court's going to rule against birth control? That is the most an asinine, insane statement I've ever heard. That isn't true at all. I promise you, you will always have access to birth control, and sometimes it'll be free. Depending on where you go, I'm sure Planned Parenthood hands it out. You know, maybe the, not. They don't the, want. They want pregnancies. They don't want. The male person does not stock up on birth control. They might stock up on something like Cheetos. I don't know, <laughs> but they're not going to ask the government to pay for my Cheetos. They're not going to ask the government to pay for anything. We decide we need to stock up on. Right. Fair is fair. You believe that statement? Back this up for a second. I want to hear this ridiculous girl again. Here we go. Right. 
that you know some people would argue are sexist are racist but it is very scary for sure because i've been seeing a lot like the, on social media people have been saying like ladies like stock up on birth control like all these things <laughs> uh, here's an idea stop watching or paying attention to social media ladies stock up on birth control wow are they really this dumb people would argue are sexist are racist but it is very scary for sure because i've been seeing a lot like the, on social media people have been saying like ladies like stock up on birth control like all these things that you know like roe v wade might be uh, kind of repealed just very scary kind things of. if some of the members of the court i think you said were sexist and racist which which to you embodies that the most or, or comes to mind as, as having those views i i mean i don't really like i'm not that much of an expert on oh, every. oh you don't know so you're just going to make some blatant, horrible statement about some Supreme Court justice but have no idea? You have no knowledge of anything? She has no knowledge of who she's talking about. That's quite an amazing attack on people you know nothing about, young lady. These, there's, there's sexist and racist on the court, but you don't – let's see what she says. I don't know who they are. I, I mean, I don't really like – I'm not that much of an expert on everyone. You know, I think a lot of people question Brett Kavanaugh's kind of background – that much on anyone. everyone or anyone. I'm not that much of an expert. <laughs> you just trashed him. That was the most truthful thing you said in this interview. You are zero expert. That's the left, though. Sexist and racist. Oh, I don't know much about them. They're just sexist and racist because they're constitutional conservatives. But yeah. I don't know much about them. But I'm able to label them with such hate and bad things, even though I don't know anything about them. That's exactly how the left thinks. This stupid college girl can make a statement like that. She gets called on it and goes, well, I don't know much about them, really. Then how dare you say something that bad? To call someone a racist and a sexist is quite the charge, normally. But it doesn't matter because Scott and Richard, they're conservatives. They are sexist and racist. And a lot of other things, too. (laughs) Uh, It's... That is unbelievable. The ignorance of so many in our culture to think that the Supreme Court is going to take away birth control, that the Supreme Court is going to destroy women's rights and, oh, and human rights, or the Supreme Court is sexist and racist, and if they were, the legislation and laws would look like it? They don't make those things. They don't make laws unless you're liberal and think that they do, then it's really important that you have leftists running the court. Hmm. You know, this, this, the, the, um, the whole birth control thing was a force of government to make employers pay for birth control. The Supreme Court said there's nothing in the Constitution that says the government can force employers to do that. Nothing. So it's, it's, un, it's unconstitutional. The left went crazy over that. Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote an opinion in dissent saying that this court doesn't understand women. That was her decision. They don't understand women. Not what the Constitution says, but they don't have feelings for women. Wow. The the court who thinks that way, any judge who thinks that way is a mess and shouldn't, quite frankly, be on the court. But we're about to change all that. Amy Barrett will be the next Supreme Court pick. She's 48 years old. She's a conservative constitutionalist and a Christian. The left is freaking out. And you can see that video of the left freaking out at theleebrothers.com. It's the most unbelievable video of the left crying, screaming, wailing, and gnashing of teeth.
because Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Actually, they were screaming at her in the video, you couldn't wait till the election to, to die? They weren't worried about her dying or her life. They just wanted her to make it Get past Trump. Election, this Barrett lady, if you met her, if you're a liberal puke and you meet her, you're going to like her. She's a nice lady, Unbelievable good Christian woman. lady, amazing lady. And then you find out she's a nominee for the United States Supreme Court. You're going to immediately back away and say, oh, no, she's the wrong one. Isn't that crazy? Why is that? Because she's the wrong one. All right, California governor signs an executive order to ban gas-powered cars. Move out of that state if you can hear us. Come here, where we're next. Probably going to do the same thing with our legislator. That in 60 seconds, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. If I was a dictator, what would I do? I know, I know, and I'll, I'll tell you if you email us. <laughs> I would, if I was the governor of California, I would be a dictator, and I could stop gas-powered cars. It's an executive order, don't you see? Gavin Newsom actually thinks he has the power, and he does, apparently. He signed an executive order to ban gas-powered cars in California by 2035, 15 years. Well, you know, if, if that's what it would take to get you reelected or to move on up the chain, so to speak, you know, the average dishonest politician would sign that, too, because in 15 years, a lot of things can change. The gas-powered engine has been a miracle for this country. Absolutely. It's been the answer to economic growth and prosperity. The left hates it. Newsom said in the quote, this is the most impactful step our state can take to fight climate change. No. Here's a newsflash for you, Governor. You'll do nothing for the climate change of the planet. Nothing. Because you're not a planet. You're barely even a state. You're not even a country. How can you... Solve climate change without cars and with gas in California. And by the way, isn't it interesting that the state with no electricity orders everyone to drive cars that run on electricity? The state is telling people to shut off their power because they can't control it. That's an interesting position to put yourself in, Governor. Get rid of gas power because we're going to get you charge your cars at night when you tell us we can't use our air conditioning? <laughs> state, that state is insane. But the left is signal virtue signaling. He cares more for the planet than you do. Don't you see? Insane. The interesting thing about this whole story is he's not banning people from owning gas-powered cars. He's just not allowing any more sales of new gas-powered cars. So you can still have your 1930 hot rod, but there'll be no place to fill it up, you see, because gas is evil. He wants to replace it with hybrids. A when does this take effect? 2035. I mean, when does this ban on buying a new gasoline-powered car? Doesn't take a place till then? Till then. 2035. Ah, that's a joke. You don't think it's going to happen, do you? Uh, not in a million years. <laughs> you don't know that. I He's do. promising that, don't you see? I this is what dictators do. He's It's executive order. I can travel to the future. I've been to the past. The Bay Area Council tweeted out, this is fantastic. And by the way, we need to also stop sprawl that continues to climate change because people have to drive into the city. So he wants everyone living in urban core areas. By the way, that works out great for the rioters and the terrorists who want to burn down your businesses and places to live. Yeah, that's what people want to do. They want to come into urban areas. That's what they're trying to do. The left will force you. They'll force you to get rid of your gas cars. They'll force you to live in cities. That's the American left. 
It's Mark Warner. It's Joe Biden. Vote Trump and Daniel Gade. On the same ticket, actually. So you can just hit them all right down the line there. Harris, too. Don't forget the uh, communists on the ticket. All right, coming up. Richmond banned the Christmas parade because of COVID-19. That, in just a few minutes, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. So why why do we need a born-alive executive order by Trump? You mean there's babies born that are alive that we don't protect? Yes, that's exactly what it means. Absolutely, there are. Mail-in ballots in the trash can. They were Trump votes. We'll cover that this hour. And... No Christmas parade. Well, none for you. You can't go. There'll actually be a parade for TV only. And no Halloween in the fan. What is going on? That is next. Virginia Citizens American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee. I am Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us today. Such a beautiful day. And uh, it's we have a lot of fun topics. Is it raining? It was when I came in. I don't yeah, actually, it was. You called that beautiful. I was just messing with you. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun topics this hour. I wish they were fun. I mean, I guess they're fun because they're, they're funny. funny. We can laugh at them. When you realize how ridiculous they are. I would love to be in the room with this, with the Dominion Energy Christmas Parade. And the people have said, hey, uh, what do you think about having a parade that nobody comes to? Oh, I'm a huge fan. Anybody in for that? Yeah. You mean yeah, no one would be I'm a huge there? fan because I wasn't going to be there anyway. But, <laughs> I hate parades in general. And when they put the parade on TV, I'll be changing the channel. I'm not, just not a parade guy. But they actually think that that's what's going to happen. People are going to tune in. Here's what the announcement said. Due to unprecedented circumstances this year and the responsibility to make the safest decision for our community, because you can't, because you people can't make the decision on your own whether you should go to a parade or not, but we'll make it for you. You see how insane this has gotten in our country? You know, with the social distancing, if they put that in place for the parade, the parade would probably be 50 to 100 miles long. <laughs> it would take multiple days. You could pitch a tent as long as it's six feet apart. So essentially what, what the Dominion Energy Group did here is make 2020 the worst year possibly ever. I mean, you can't even get to Christmas and enjoy it. So it's be a broadcast-only Christmas special. That's it. Now, forget the fact that there'll be thousands of people there performing in the parade. If it's that dangerous and that bad that you can't have people watching outdoors on December 5th, then maybe you shouldn't have it at all. I mean, we ought to destroy the entire parade. you got people marching in a parade? How dangerous are you? Dominion Energy, you're disgusting people. This is a virus that's killing – well, it's really not killing – it's killing a lot of people. Well – it's really, you have 99.9 that you'll survive. But it's so dangerous that you're still going to have the parade. But they assure us, you can watch all the new performances from your favorite entertainment groups, heartwarming stories, focus on celebrating the Richmond community, best of clips from past parades, helium balloons, colorful floats, and a special appearance by the legendary Santa, from your TV set. Uh, they could set up a, a booth somewhere where you could stop and get your own balloons and take them home, let them fly around the room, get stuck in the ceiling fan and so forth while you're watching the parade on TV. I'm willing to bet you that if we interviewed 
I don't know, everybody in Richmond, 90% of the people will go, this is the stupidest decision I've ever heard. This ranks up there with not having school. This is the, this is, but, but it's not to be outdone because the fan, the fan is going to cancel something closer to you than Christmas. Halloween on Hanover Avenue and the fan just canceled. How do you, how do you do that? Who makes that decision? I mean, who comes up and says, you know, we're not going to have Halloween on Hanover Avenue. Maybe the road over across the street from us or behind us, but not Hanover Avenue. The Fan District Association posted an announcement saying they will Neighborhood follow. Neighborhood Association. They will follow the CDC guidelines. The CDC warned against door-to-door trick-or-treating, saying that Halloween activities can be a high risk of spreading the disease. When do we get our lives back? I, I just... This is, this is absolutely absurd. The association is asking residents and parents to plan small private group activities. They're also, exactly, call the Halloween a protest and you can be there. We're protesting Halloween. Include a virtual event for families to display their costumes. Is anyone going to object to this, like, not participate? I refuse to participate in the non-participation of Halloween. I will participate in Halloween. If you live in a certain part of the city, you've already bought your costumes for your kids. There are some costume stores that will take the little Tykes Antifa costume back. They'll refund your money. Right. A big portion of it went to Antifa anyway. Hmm. This is... uh, I wish that we had a level view... Of the COVID. So currently right now in the Richmond area, there are about 16,000 cases of COVID-19. There's not that many deaths, not 16,000 deaths. But so really the cases are irrelevant. What matters are the deaths. There's 5,700 in Chesterfield County, 5,200 in Henrico, 4,500 in Richmond, 1,200 in Hanover. 1,200 in Hanover. It's like nothing. The region has 392 deaths. There's 209 in Henrico. Now, Henrico doesn't have the highest COVID cases. Chesterfield has the highest COVID cases, and there's 91 deaths. 91 deaths in Chesterfield. Isn't that the majority of people who have died in Chesterfield, Henrico, wherever in the area were in nursing homes, were they not? They are. They am. They can. They are. (laughs) It, they was. They were. <laughs> so, 91 deaths in Chesterfield County and school shutdown. 91 deaths in Chesterfield County, and you can't have a parade in Richmond. 91 deaths in Chesterfield, and there's pure panic. We're wearing masks everywhere in Chesterfield. We're in Chesterfield right now. We're in Chester. I saw people wearing masks all the way here. 91 deaths. Forget the cases. There's 5,797 cases. And you know what? It's going to grow. The mask doesn't stop the virus, as Mark Warner said. It doesn't. Then the, why enforce it? It does nothing to stop the virus. It, it might help. It might. And we found that it really doesn't. But it might help spread the virus. Yeah. But, but then we have another problem. Why are we worried about spreading the virus that doesn't kill people? Why am I wearing a mask when there's only 91 people, not 9,100, 91 people 
in Chesterfield have died, and the majority of those are elderly. Why are we social distancing when they say now that that doesn't work either? Nothing works. Because you can't stop the virus by wearing a mask and social distancing. You prolong it. That's interesting. You mean we're going to, if, if, if we're wearing a mask to stop the spread, then by that ruling, you never stop wearing the mask. Never. Because you will always have COVID-19, and there will always be an opportunity to spread it. That means we never get rid of the mask and social distancing. Now, maybe that's fine for the dictators and the, the Nazi mask types, but it's not okay for me. I want to get my life back. You know what both folks in the hospital told me? I was in the hospital recently, and uh, I said to the nurses and uh, a doctor in the room, I said, I cannot wait to uh, stop being required to wear a mask. And they said, well, that day may never come. They said, that, you know, this virus is evolving. There you go. And it there could you go. stay with people. It could get to the point where the majority of people have it, not a, not a deadly form of it, because apparently there's thousands of different forms of this stuff. But the bottom line is, we may all be wearing masks for a very long time. So I'm telling you, we got to stop the panic and end this total isolation. And I didn't say that Dr. Scott Atlas did, who works in the Trump administration, Stanford University, Hoover Institute. He's on the task force. He said there are five facts you should know about COVID-19. We'll share them with you next in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the Lee brothers, Ralph Northam and his first lady have COVID-19. They tested positive. It's so dangerous that the governor doesn't even know he has it. It's, he's asystematic. He's walking around with a virus that kills people and didn't even know it. And sometimes with the mask, sometimes without. The first lady has mild symptoms. The Department of Health ensured that everyone will be taken care of. Ralph Northam in a statement said, we're grateful for your thoughts and support, but the best thing you can do for us, and most importantly for fellow Virginians, is to take this seriously. Now, here's what we know. The First Lady has mild symptoms. The governor has zero. So take this seriously. Jennifer McClellan, a liberal Democrat, Senator McClellan, said this. Listen to this. It's a reminder of just how serious this disease is. It's not going away. Even the best precautions, we don't we don't know a lot about it. Are they in their death? Are they dying? Uh, no, not even close. But we're told to panic over this. This is a McClellan says it's a reminder of just how serious the disease is. Why that they 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 haven't? That's a reminder how serious it is. Man, I talk about panic and fear. The governor doesn't even have any symptoms. He's walking around like he doesn't even know he has it. And there's a disease that's dangerous? That's weird. Imagine that. Here's the data. Here's the facts. This is what Trump administration's Scott Atlas wants you to know. Dr. Scott Atlas. Fact number one. The overwhelming majority of people do not have any significant risk of dying from COVID-19. And this is what we've been saying all along. If we told you there's a 99%, and it's, it's better than that, but let's just say it's a 99% chance that you 
will not, you're not at risk of dying from this. Is that a risk you're willing to take? And every single American who can hear us or sucks down air in their lungs would agree to that. I certainly agree. <laughs> and you suck air in your lungs. So that's, that's right. That's a beautiful thing. 99%. That, that's a fact number one. An overwhelming majority of people do not have any risk of dying from this. Zero, not overwhelming majority. Fact number two. Protecting the older at-risk population would have been sufficient to prevent hospital overcrowding, which turns out it never was a danger anyway of overcrowding. But what an opportunity to knock down some serious bucks from the federal government. Right, right. Let's just scare everybody. Scare everybody. Collect the, collect the dollars. That's a fact. That all we had to do was protect the older at-risk population. That's it. We didn't have to quarantine the healthy. Because never in the history of diseases have we quarantined the healthy. Never in the history of diseases are we upset that a president would have a rally in Virginia because he might spread something. No one there is sick. We don't quarantine healthy people. The 104-year-old lady that uh, recovered. She recovered. Yeah. She beat COVID-19. 104 years old. So it's not a death sentence for anyone. How dare her do something like that? I swear. Fact number three. <laughs> Cut the hospital out of 17 grand. No kidding. Poor hospital. I bet they were really hoping for that's me. That's just me. Fact, <laughs> fact, fact number three. You're mean. Total isolation policies, if effective, prevent vital herd immunity and hence prolong the problem. This is what I have been saying all along. We're prolonging this thing. Everyone walking around a mask and social distancing and scared to death because someone's a virus is doing nothing. They're doing nothing but stopping herd immunity and prolonging the problem. There are countries on, on this earth <laughs> that no longer wear masks, social distancing. They don't do anything. They're back up and running like they always were. And they're not like adding hundreds of thousands of their people to the list of people with COVID-19. I'm so tired of this. These are simple facts. The press would never say these things. You think the press would come out and say these things? Fact they, number four. They just did. Fact number four. People are dying because of medical care for other ailments was shut down due to the hypothetical COVID-19 fatality projections. In other words, the projections were so bad that millions would die that people did die, but not from COVID-19. Because we shut down hospitals and other medical care to help people. How about that? That's actually a fact. That's fact number four in this. And by the way, that is continuing. We have a government, a leftist, Democrats who want this fear to shut down livelihoods, to shut down schools and businesses, to quarantine the healthy, not the sick, to destroy the economy over a virus that doesn't destroy a third of Americans, even a quarter of Americans. Even 10% of Americans. This is all wrong. It's wrong. No one ever takes that into account, and they should. By shutting down businesses and having restaurants have half capacity is destroying lives. By saying you can't go to school is destroying children. Seems logical. And fact number five, put out by Dr. Atlas, we have clearly defined population at risk who could have been better pro protected by adopting targeted measures. In other words, we know who 
is at risk, and we could have stopped this by specific targeting measures. Instead, we shut down an economy, and we have governors who say they'll do it again? We have a presidential candidate said he'll shut the whole country down. Does that scare anyone? It should. It's not, it's not right. There's something at work here that is bigger than this virus, and it is government largesse. It's government control. It's dictatorship. It's Ralph Northam with the smile saying he cares more than you wear the mask. There's mass fanatics now. They have badges. They're arresting women watching their son play football in an outdoor area sitting beside her family without a mask. Masks? Badges? Did you see that? No. The police officer arrested this woman, tased her. Actually, I did. And dragged her out of a football stadium because she didn't have a mask on. What's really sad. I wonder if somebody called on her or if he was just walking by looking for the maskless population the so he could lock some people up. He was having a bad day, and he wanted to pass it on. You know, I watched that video, and you can, you can see the video. It's, it's disgusting, but I... I got so upset about it, I'm not sure I could have sat there and watched that. I almost, I almost think I would have gotten up, went over to the police officer, the, the, uh, the resource police officer that was saving us from the COVID-19. I think I would have said to him, not today. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you you're not going to do this. I'm not going to sit here and let you taser some innocent woman doing nothing but watching a football game. And by the way, it's not just me. Everyone in the stadium is going to ask you to go get more help. You're going to need more than just you to, erase, to arrest a woman for not nearing a man. I'm sorry. I'm not going to allow it. No one else is. The next sound you would have heard is, psh, bam, 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 bam. and you would no, have been on the I, ground, I, I, I flipping hope, around like a fish out of water because he would have tased you. I hope that people would have joined me. I would have asked people to stand up against this travesty. I'd have and, joined you. I've been right behind you all the way. Yeah, right. You, and laughing as they tase me. You would have loved See, that's a, that's exactly what you would have done. You would have been behind me going, tase him, tase him, tase him. <laughs> no, I would have been behind you going, stop swinging. You're hitting the woman. I wouldn't have swung. I, I, I'm serious. I would have told this police officer, if this is such a travesty, call for backup. Because you're going to need it. Now, because I'm not going to sit here and let – uh, you, did you see the video? There are people sitting there with their arms crossed – Oh, don't interrupt me. I'm watching a football game. This woman is screaming. I don't have a mask. You're arresting me for this? It's, somewhere in our country, we've got to say, this is ridiculous. We can't allow it. Mr. Officer, I appreciate you. You're probably a great human being, but you're going to need more help. Go get more help. And he would have looked at me and said, what are you talking about? I'm just telling you, I'm not going to let you do this unless you have an army with you. And then you can arrest us all. This is a, a ridiculous. This is the outcome of the signal virtually left. The mask care they care more than you. Come on. I care more than you. The you mask know protects it's me. True. You know it's you just true. know it's true. All right, coming up. Um the response to Trump here in Virginia in 60 seconds, the Leebrothers.com. The Leebrothers.com. So we just got an email from the Democratic Association of Secretaries of State. Here's what they said. Breaking news, Trump to announce Amy Coney Barrett as a Supreme Court nominee. But you heard it here first. Here's what the email says. 
It's as bad as we feared, Lee Brothers. <laughs> if Amy Barrett's confirmed to see the Supreme Court, all progress of the last 50 years is in danger. Say goodbye to voting rights, reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights, immigrant rights. Wow. Yeah, that All woman, that's that woman risk? is powerful. Man, not only that, she's evil. She would get rid of voting rights? She has a magic wand. Is she a woman, by the way? I'm pretty sure she's not going to get rid of women's rights. I think rights. she's from a little place out by Alpha Centauri. And uh, I think that's in the Orion um, constellation. She's not from here. No. Well, she's against all these things. Yeah. What Democrats actually believe that crap? Are they really believing that a constitutionalist, strict constitutional, the Supreme Court is going to get rid of voting rights? I mean, God. It's just, I mean, that's and laughable. They're so powerful. And reproductive rights? They're not going to let people mate and have children? Welcome well, to China. Un, unconscionable. I think that uh, this woman's been vetted into the ground. And there's no way any of this insanity is going to help. I mean, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, uh, I, I think it's funny to watch the left freak out. And you can watch them, too, at theleebrothers.com. Theleebrothers.com is a great video there that shows you the freak out of these, of these women. And they're all women. Not, not a single one was a man freaking out. But they're leftist women. And they aren't just like you think freaking out is. They're completely irrational human beings. And you would have thought that the country just got blown off the planet, and they're so upset about it. But it's, I guess, voting rights are at risk, and these women think their reproductive rights are going away because a woman is a constitutionalist on the Supreme Court. And we all know what constitutionalist women want on the Supreme Court. They don't want you to reproduce. They will stop it. They will stop it. Be very fearful of you losing your reproductive health. And be fearful of Trump's super virus spreader today in Norfolk coming in. 9 p.m., Trump spreading the coronavirus. Stay away. Can you believe the Democrats are so stupid that they think people actually believe all of this crap? I mean, there are, I'm sure there are people out there that will believe it on both sides of the fence, but this is ridiculous. Coming up, mail-in ballots found in the trash. They all had Trump votes. That is next. LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. And so does car checks. You ain't never gonna be the same. Living life through the night. Just after 534. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth, Virginia, we are the Lee Brothers, Virginia citizens and American patriots. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Yeah, go ahead and tell him who I am. Yeah, you're Richard Lee. Yeah, somebody's got to tell them. They need to know. They may not know. I was thought I'd tell them, but hey. No, heck no. You never tell them. But this is the time of the show where I only tell them. Right. It is. All right, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. You get to see the irate left uh, concerned about the Supreme Court pick, which now we know is Amy Coney Barrett. That is official. That breaking news has been announced. So I guess tomorrow he doesn't get to announce it because everyone knows. Amy Coney Barrett is a... Um, it's not Amy Coney Barrett until he says so. The breaking news is that apparently President Trump plans to pick her, and it's already been announced. So there's the news. It's breaking news, and it's very good for the cause of many things, including simple liberty in the Constitution. 
the, a, a strict constitutionalist is a friend for the left and the right. I mean, the left ought to embrace it as much as anyone. They, they like the Constitution, don't you? Or I, or I forgot, it's a negative document that restricts the government, and you don't like that. It's interesting, if the, if the left got their way, had to write a new Constitution, they would empower the government with so much. I mean, think about that. Think about all the things they think the government should do. If they had a Constitution that allowed all that, they would write one. The government should do this. The government should do this. Instead, we have a Constitution that says no. The government can only do these things and everything else is left to the people in the states. They, the left wants to flip that on, their, on its head. Everything they talk about is about the government doing something to you. I'm, I'm sorry, for you. For you. <laughs> As they, they like to do things to you, but they want to do something for you. So good news on Barrett should be a phenomenal Supreme Court justice. And Trump is turning out to be a phenomenal president. President, He passed that uh, hurdle a long time ago. <laughs> but on Wednesday, he did something pretty cool, which really, I don't know if this is cool. This actually makes you wonder what's going on in our culture. President uh, Trump said Wednesday that he will sign an executive order guaranteeing medical care to infants who survived failed abortion attempts. Wow. So there's a couple things there that make you think about the need for that kind of executive action. One is we're trying to abort babies that could survive outside the womb? You mean that has happened? You mean during an abortion we actually have a baby that's alive? We allow that in this country? And by the way, we do. Yeah, they put the baby in a room by itself and let it die. That has happened. That's what they do. Perfectly, perfectly healthy baby. It's unbelievable. Maybe a little early, and instead of bringing the baby full-term life, they put him in a room and wait for it to die. Does that strike at anyone's core? Does that sound like America? Does it sound like a My gosh, it does not sound like America. Right. But the President of the United States had to sign an executive order mandating medical care to infants who survive an abortion attempt. So the first part of that is there's actually an abortion that on li- on babies that are alive that could be alive outside the room. That's the first part. The second part is, you mean there would be a doctor who stood by and said, "No, we're not going to. We actually have to have a law, an executive order that states that." That's ridiculous. And we do. That is where our country is. Now they'd also ask a bunch of other questions. One is, why didn't this pass? legislation when it was a bill because the Democrats killed it. Not a single one voted for it, which is interesting. I hate to use the word kill, but they did. And no president before Trump has signed this. Why? If this has been going on, do we need Trump, who the left thinks is evil? The left thinks Trump is evil, and the worst person ever had to sign a bill that protects babies born. (laughs) What? That's a weird view of Trump. I didn't think he cared about anybody but himself. You hear the left tell it, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. But right. they're really worried about reversing Roe versus Wade. Um, I'd love to see that happen. Without question. It's bad. It's bad precedent. It was horribly adjudicated. It's the worst, one of the worst decisions in our country. But to the left, they can rejoice because even though the federal government doesn't ratify it and, um, and solidify it into law, 
Your state can. So don't worry about it. Just move to the states where they're aborting babies. Um, mail-in ballots. I, you know, I, I think a lot about this, and it's always concerned me that if I mail, if I mail in a ballot that is before an election of the things that could change my vote after that. For example, people have already voted. They've already voted in this national election, and we haven't even had a presidential debate. And people have voted already. Does that not seem odd to people? I mean, even if it's not odd, and you're like, well, I already know who I'm picking, so I'm voting now, no matter what happens, which I find interesting. But let's just say that a lot of people have done that, like Mark Warner and They've already voted, and and a lot of the left has already voted. The other part of that is, what happens to that vote for the next 60, 70 days? Does it sit somewhere? Or does it find its way to the nearest ditch, like it did in Pennsylvania? Where, Where is it going? And why am I confident that my vote sitting around for 30, 60 days will remain? What if someone looks at the vote and goes, oh, that's Trump? Goodbye. How do I know that? Now, I know there's things in place, and people have been voting for mail for quite a while, including absentee ballots, which I've done before myself. But absentee ballots are typically much closer to the election time frame, and they and they have to be done by a witness. And there's other parameters in line. But just flat-out mail-in voting, there are people who received two ballots in the mail. And then there are people that applied for them and didn't receive any. Is, that's my case. Don't you, and I mean you as in general, anybody listening, don't you feel confident that when you walk into the voting place, you actually take your vote, you stick it in the machine, and you can actually see it count? Nobody looks at it. It counts it. It counts it off the marks on the ballot. Then people can say, you can actually look at the machine and go, oh, there's been 2,000 people here voted today, and the machine is already keeping the tally. And at the end of the day, they tell you, you have this many for Trump, this many for Biden. Wow, that seems to work pretty good. You mean I don't have to worry about someone messing with my ballot? Exactly. That's why I would say if you have a choice whether to vote in person or on a mail-in ballot, vote in person. If you're going to be around in November, that first week in November, you, you better vote in person. I don't know why you wouldn't. If you don't, then here's what could happen. Mail-in ballots from military serving overseas were found in the trash in Pennsylvania. The trash. Unbelievable. The ballots were discovered during an investigation into election issues in um, Luzerne County, Pennsylvania. They were all votes for President Trump, says this article. They were all votes for President Trump. Except for the 2% they didn't open yet. They're still sealed. But what was the investigation that discovered this, you have to wonder, because I think it was the Pennsylvania last election that uh, several precincts got 100% Hillary votes. Trump got zero. In fact, those particular precincts had like 20 to 30% more people voting than even lived anywhere near that precinct. registered to vote in that precinct, right. And he still beat her. So mail-in ballots in in Pennsylvania are in the trash can. Trump votes. Then trays of mail, 
including absentee ballots, were found in a ditch in Wisconsin. A sheriff discovered the trays in a ditch on Tuesday morning near Appleton International Airport. Just discovered them. <laughs> the mail was returned to the post office. An investigation is underway. Just sitting in the ditch somewhere. There's confidence for you. There you go. No, Scott and Richard, there's nothing wrong with mail-in voting. I would rather mail-in than go to the voting po- polling place on Election Day. Really? The problem is we've been doing this a long time, and we've never had this at this level before. If it's, if it's not broke, wh- why are they thinking it needs fixing? If, it's, if the system's worked before, it'll work fine now. Because Democrats want chaos. Yeah, they Democrats want to win, and they can't do it without cheating. Well, it's not even about it, it could be about cheating, yes, and it's very obvious and easier to cheat this way. But it's also about sowing chaos because if you can get chaos and rip the country apart, then you can swoop in and say, I'm going to save it. Look what government can do. And you can slowly dismiss all your freedoms for the sake of some sort of safety that a Mark Warner stands up and goes, I care, don't worry. I'll fix this. Now let's eat a tuna milk. <laughs> All right, coming up. Uh, Spamberger and uh, Nick Freitas ads. They're very interesting, uh, our take on that. And uh, what is Franklin Graham doing tomorrow? Will it help our country? That in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. 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 Check us out. The Love of America. This is a great video. From an African-American woman. Remember, we're told to look at color of skin, so I have to tell you that. And she loves the country. This video is outstanding, and it might make you think about how to vote. TheLeeBrothers.com. Click on uh, the video to watch it there and compare the two parties. Great video about the comparison between Republicans and Democrats. And you might get a kick out of it. And you'll laugh. If you don't, then uh, you're probably a liberal Democrat who I heard his feelings or her feelings. All at theleebrothers.com. Well, look at the bright side. Yes. If they don't laugh, that just makes us laugh harder. <laughs> That's so true. So true. All right. Um, we have a big race here in District 7 in Richmond between Abigail Spamberger and Nick Freitas. And the ads, quite honestly, the ads are ridiculous. And they're ridiculous on both sides because I can't stand how they're attacking each other when they're really not even dealing with the issues. It's like Nick Freitas runs an ad that says, well, not Nick Freitas himself. There's campaigns and other PACs that are doing it. Abigail Spamberger missed a meeting on whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe she had a toothache. And then Spamberger's ad, Nick Freitas received $100,000 from this guy in Texas or something. So what? So the guy in Texas wants a Congress that's full of Republican conservatives. Who cares? Both these ads on both sides are literally yawners. They're like, are you kidding me? That's not why to vote. I'll tell you what I'd love to see. I'd love to see an ad from Nick Freitas that shows Abigail Spamberger in the white dress with all the feminazis at the State of the Union speech in January who sat down and stood and remained seating for every good thing that the president was doing in this country. Why can't I see that ad? Why can't I see the ad where President Trump says unemployment rates are the lowest it's ever been? Then pan over to Spanberger, who's sitting down, would not applaud that. Frowning. In a white dress with the rest of the white, nasty, disgusting Democratic women. And the little AOC, Nancy Pelosi clique, which, by the way, 
The next part of that ad ought to call Nancy or Abigail Spanberger a Democrat. Democrat Abigail Spanberger. Democrat Abigail. Because she never tells anyone she's a Democrat. She's an angel. All her ads are about how she cares about both sides, which is a lie. This woman is an absolute Nancy Pelosi AOC leftist puke. And these ads should expose that, and they're not. It's very frustrating. I don't know why Nick Freitas doesn't do this. She should close out her ads by saying, Spamburger, don't knock it till you fry it. Yeah, you used that one before. It's actually pretty good, though. It's It's true. It is true. It's true. Spam is horrible. But I think it's Spam, not Spam. It's Spam, but I like to call her Spam. Oh, Spam. spam. Yeah, that's true. You know, the first word doesn't pertain to a burger. A Spam burger? What is it, a giant burger that spans a lot of the tables? I don't get it. Where, did, where would that name Only come you from? would break the name down you like know, that. People, you know, Only you would say, you gotta Spam Burger. I understand. So what? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, that doesn't make any sense. That's There's a weird name. Spam people out there. That I mean, at least it. Lee makes a great last name. I mean, look at Richard yeah, Henry yeah. Lee. He lobbied for independence. Richard Henry Lee. Thank you. He spoke at George Washington's uh, funeral. I mean, what an amazing human being. Signed Robert the Declaration of Independence. Another Lee. I mean, the Truly Lee, great America. The, the Lee name is like synonymous with liberty and freedom. And but Spanberger? Spanberger, you're right. It's a disgusting last name. If we, may, if we have to be so petty, yeah, Spanberger sucks. Nick Freitas on the other side? Freitas? Much better. He's a war hero. He's a war hero. But who cares what his last name is? Freitas, Freitas. That's a much better name than Spanberger. But, I mean, none of these ads say anything. Come on. Nick Freitas, get your campaign in gear, show her in the white dress, and, and have Trump say something great, pan to Spanberger, sitting on her butt, hating everything about America, which is exactly who she is. She is a liberal Democrat, and no one is telling that story. She's hey, Nick one- Freitas, we'll, we'll come help you with your advertising. We'll come write ads for you. We'll, we'll do the you know whole what? nine you would yards. Be, you'd be incredible at that. And I'm not just saying that because you're my friend, my brother, and related to me. You're actually be very good at writing ads. Thank you. I've written. I mean, few. you're not very good at other things, but writing ads, you're phenomenal at that kind of stuff. Don't, 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 write on your don't. Paper. stop. I'm reading that. You can't mess that up. You can't read important. that. It's not scripted. So, so Spanberger, Spanberger is, you know, if, if, if you hear her ads, she, she really is. I'm with my kids in my home office because of COVID, and I'm fighting for you. Yeah. She gets up and punches a hole in the wall every time she gets upset. That was for the people. Spamberger sat at the Dave Bratt town hall, booed him. I don't think she even stood up for the Pledge of Allegiance. It's all she, on video. She used profanity. She used a ton of profanity. She actually, when, when Bratt said, who wants to raise taxes, she said, me. Who wants more government regulation? She said, me. And after Trump did the, pass, the, the tax cut, here's what she said. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. I- so she's going to raise your taxes. If she had her way, the tax cut was a mistake, and it ought to be repealed because you got to keep your money. I mean, Nick Freitas, run an ad like that. Here, use this clip. Nick Freitas, you're okay. You can copy the Lee brothers. Take this ad and run it so that people can hear her say this. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. I- yeah, it's a tax cut was a mistake. And we'll come to you, Nick. We'll bring... We'll bring- Abigail Spanberger thinks the tax cut was a mistake. A mistake? The mistake was Abigail Spanberger. <laughs> that was a mistake. And her last name. That's a mistake. Spanberger. I bet she got Span. picked on as a kid. I bet you she changed it from Spam 
By the way, the I guess you can make a burger out of spam. Spam burger. You'd have to fry it because they say don't knock it till you fry it. It actually, I can actually smell it, and it smells horrible right now. Anyway, (laughs) tomorrow, tomorrow is actually going to be an incredible day in Washington D.C. Washington D.C. You can actually go there as a family member. You can take your kids. Washington Prayer March with Reverend Franklin Graham will take place tomorrow from 12 to 2 o'clock on the National Mall. Franklin Graham will have thousands of people of faith to pray for specific topics during the march, asking God to heal our land and unite us. Oh, that's horrible. Prayer on the mall? How can I get on that list? To go or what? For them to pray. Oh, you want and Richard Lee, you want that prayer across the, the mall and all people praying for you? That's yeah, not a good idea. I want to pray for <clears throat> the ability to repair my total car yeah. and to fix my health. I think your health should come first. Cars? Mm. Well, I can't drive a crashed car. and To the doctor? No. No. I can't. Well, you need, okay, you need a new car. Beware Uber. Uh, or how about um, we just set up, and call. We, you know what we could do? We could set up a, a, a fund me page for Richard's car. That's a great idea. It is a great idea. That is a great idea. That's just, incredible. Or you could just send, the, just send the check or send us an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com, and you can write me a check. I'll take 10% off and send the rest to Richard. Right. That is a Democrat yeah, thing to Democrat do. I, I take that back. Do. That is the worst. That's exactly what Democrats do with every government program they take the top and give you a pittance back and say, you should thank me. That is exactly what Democrats do. And I've just been shamed life. right here. Anyway, back My to- brother Mark Lee's been chauffeuring me around quite a bit. Back to praying for our country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Franklin Graham is going to pray for our country tomorrow. Why don't you join him? Noon tomorrow, find your knees, pray for our country, because it is the only thing that will work, and it's the thing that we need as a country. Thank God for Franklin Graham and what he's doing tomorrow. And here's a promise. When all these people leave tomorrow, it'll be a beautiful, pristine place. There'll be no rocks you thrown. You read my mind. There won't be any trash on the ground. No Plus rocks. $100,000 no, uh, over that to clean up after the last big exactly. liberal puke. <laughs> God bless Franklin Event Graham. up there. The, the government had to spend that much money to clean up behind the pigs. All right, next. What did we learn today? Oink, oink. Coming up, 60 seconds, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Think you know. And that is a wrap. And this wrap is in honor of Doc Thompson, who always ended his show with the things that we learned today. So, Richard Lee, what did we learn today? We learned that college students have a kind of, I don't know, fence post or brick-like quality. When you're discussing history and government, Because they have no clue. We also learned that the virus is so bad, so evil, so painful, that Ralph Northam didn't even know he had it. And he does. He didn't know it. That's how bad it was. Richard Lee, what else did we learn today? We learned that uh, neighborhood associations typically suck because they've taken Halloween away from the kids over on Hanover Avenue in the fan. And we also learned that the Christmas parade is so bad it's so dangerous, it could kill you with COVID-19 that they're still going to allow it. It's just that you can't see it unless you're home. You know, the cool thing about that is if parents take the kids because they're like, I'm going to go, I want to go, and the kids don't want to, uh, parents don't want to go, as in many cases, um, they can say, kids, I'm sorry, you have to stay home. Right. 
Here's a piece of candy. Go sit down. Richard Lee, what else have we learned today? Let's see. It's time to open the country up. Far past time to open the country up. Open it now, Big D. And the this country is primed to explode economically. It'll take off. We also learned that Mark Warner is a leftist, radical Democrat who thinks that you're racist and the country's racist. We learned that during the debate between Gade and Warner. Vote Gade in November. What else did we learn, Richard Lee? Uh, we also learned that Trump's choice for Supreme Court hasn't been announced yet, and the choice doesn't have magical powers. So wouldn't it be something if he chose someone else tomorrow? I, by the way, that's not true. He already picked them. It's done. He El announced? He's already announced. I'm just telling you, all the breaking news. Richard, I know everybody Conan else announced, but I haven't heard Trump <laughs> say it. All right, and we also learned that mail-in ballots, look out. I would vote in person if I were you, or they could end up in the trash or a ditch in Wisconsin. What, finally, Richard, what did we learn today? There should be an organization called Babies Lives Matter. Period. See, see you next week. Check us out at theleebrothers.com. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer, and we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.